everyone. Welcome to Mission Driven. I am here today with Caitlin Shala of Guaranteed Rate. She is licensed in every single state in the country and offers great services to her clients. So I thought it'd be interesting for us to talk to her a little bit more about the real estate market, mortgages, and all the things that first-time buyers might not know about. So Caitlin, thank you so much for being here with me today. Yeah, no, Monica, I'm very happy to be here with you. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. Um, so, I mean, what is the state of the housing market right now that, that you're seeing? Uh, so the, the market's still pretty crazy. Um, you know, the inventory is so low. We are seeing some more houses come on the market, uh, which is always a good thing, but it's still not, it's still not where it was pre-pandemic by any means. Um, rates have come back down though. So in December of 2020, the Federal Housing Agency had actually tacked on a fee to the rates because they were afraid of the surge that was happening. Um, so they have since taken that down. So refinances are going to be a big drive now as well. Um, so rates are still low. Inventory is still low. But people are still out there. They still want those homes. They're still looking to... Um, you know, get that extra space that they need, or they got a puppy over pandemic and they need more space for them and their growing family. So it's still hot. It's still a great seller's market, um, you know, and, and the rates are still there to support it. So are you noticing, up, noticing an uptick? Are you noticing an uptick with um, first time buyers or second home buyers? Um, yeah, I mean, first time home buyers are seeing that the rates are low and it's giving them more purchasing power. So there's definitely more first time home buyers out there. And then kind of from what I'm seeing is the first time home buyers are buying, you know, the houses that first time home buyers bought that are now selling to now upgrade. Um, because, you know, like I said, their family is growing or they need a different school system or just situations have changed, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, first time home buyers are definitely enjoying the low rates, um, giving them more purchase power. So it's, it's working out well for them. <laughs> I mean, I know in my circle of friends, there's a lot of people that are looking for houses because they did buy the pandemic puppies. Yes. <laughs> um, or they're going through a pandemic divorce. Oh, so, you know, not they, as fun. yeah, not as, not as cute and adorable. Yeah. Um, but it's just interesting because some of them are first time home buyers from an mm -hmm. apartment to a home. Mm -hmm. or second or third time home buyers and it's their first home by themselves. Right. Um, so it's, it's just interesting. Everybody's situation is so different. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Everybody has a different need, you know, who's downsizing, what life changes has happened, you know, who is, um, you know, I'm actually, I've had a few first time home buyers, you know, millennials that they're looking for specific homes that their parents can move into with them. So kind of like a mother daughter situation. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting kind of trend that I'm, you know, just seeing. I guess, I don't know if it's in my immediate circle or kind of yeah. just all over, but um, that's definitely the something that I've been seeing that kind of struck me like, oh, that's, that's really, one, it's really nice and like warm and fuzzy. Um, but then you're kind of, you know, putting yourself in a situation where you need like a specific home. So um, I found that that can be a little frustrating just trying to find the perfect fit for their family, but. Absolutely. I know, I mean, I'm from Eastern Europe and it's very common to have mm -hmm. multi-generational family living. Yes. Um, but it is cute to see instead of them moving in with their parents, they want their parents to move in with them. Yeah, I liked that. I was like, yeah, yeah that's really sweet. And I think it's conducive when, I mean, when you have the space for the separate families to live 
their separate lives, but right. still be in one. I think that's really nice. I, that's I, great. <laughs> family's important. So. Family's super important. I mean, yeah. when you have a home, you want to have it also become not just a house, but a home where you can have yeah. your family or grow your family. Absolutely. So great. Yeah. Um, on, on that note, kind of similarly, what makes a good mortgage versus a great mortgage? So honestly, I think the difference is going to be the customer service that you receive. So buying a house is so much of emotional roller coaster. Like I just went through it last June and I'm on the mortgage side. So the mortgage was not something I even like blinked an eye at, but I'm involved. I speak to realtors on the daily, like, you know, I'm friends with them. Like I understand the process. And I still was like texting my realtor, like, Hey, you're going to think I'm a crazy person. But then I would like ask this ridiculous question. And she's like, did you really just ask me that? And I'm like, I did because you're, it's so crazy. It's so emotional. And then you have the mortgage lender who is like asking for everything, including your firstborn child Mm -hmm. and people don't understand why we need it. So it really helps when the lender that you're working with is explaining to you why we need these documents. And, you know, I'm asking for personal things. I'm asking for your social security number. I'm asking for, you know, your pay stubs. I'm asking for your bank statements. And then I'm looking at your bank statements and I'm saying, hey, there's a large deposit in here. Where did this come from? And they're like, well, why is that any of your business? And I'm like, I'm not trying to pry. Like, you know, I don't, I just need it because there's this thing called money laundering that we need yeah. to per, like make sure that we're not supporting. Um, so just really breaking it down to the borrowers and explaining to them why I'm asking for what I'm asking, not just shooting it off an email and saying, I need X, Y, and Z. Actually right. picking up the phone, having a conversation with the borrower and saying like, I'm asking for these documents. And the reason I'm asking for these documents is X, Y, and Z. Um, so I think that that can help alleviate the stress because it, it's a lot. And some people are in the process of moving. I already packed that document. I'm like, all right, well, we got to figure out how we can get it then. Yeah. Um, you know, so just having the support of the person on the other line, understanding the stress that you're going through, um, I think makes a big difference. You know, you can go to some of these other lenders where it's, oh, it's all great. And Danny, it's just online. I got this rate. Wonderful. But if you have a question, like, who do you pick up the phone and call? That's like my big thing. If I have a question, I need an answer. Right. And I need it like in somewhat of a, a, a good time frame, you know? Yes. So I think that that is really what the difference between a good mortgage and a great mortgage is, is really the lender and the relationship that you have with them. Um, I know sometimes people are like, I just want the lowest rate. It's like, okay, well, I can get you a really great low rate and really great customer service throughout mm-hmm. the process. So right. um, it that, in my opinion, is the difference between good and great. That's awesome. So how does a first-time buyer start their buying journey? So I like to connect with the first-time home buyers, And my first question to them is, do you have any questions for me? And they're either like, I'm so overwhelmed. I have no idea what I'm either, either supposed to be asking. Or they went online, they've done some research, and they asked their questions. Um, but ultimately, what's important Um, in my opinion, is the monthly payment that they're comfortable with. So first time home buyer, you know, you could have 20% down, you could have 3% down, you know, it all depends. And people buy their first homes at different ages or at different like stages in their life. Um, But really what it comes down to is just because you're pre-approved for an $800,000 mortgage does not mean that that's what you want to spend on a monthly basis. Yeah. Um, So I really like to break it down with them. I like to say, 
How much do you have for a down payment? And what are you looking to spend monthly? So I, I spend time on the on the phone with them. I try to find out their needs. Are you looking for a condo? Are you looking for a single family? Are you looking for a two unit? Are you purchasing it alone? Are you purchasing it with a partner? You know, do you have a co-signer? Like just really get a full idea of what their needs are and especially even like where they're looking because that'll make a difference in regards to, okay, your mortgage payment is this, but if you're looking in Essex County versus Morris County, your taxes are going to be a oh, big yeah. difference. And even if it's not a matter of like, okay, you don't qualify for that. It could be a matter of, well, you said you wanted a, you know, $2,000 monthly payment, but with these taxes, you've jumped up to 2,500. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Or there's an HOA fee. Exactly. Yeah. And with condos, you know, there's, um, there's fees that they charge when you're purchasing too. So I don't charge those fees. They're not my fees, but things to like know and understand. Um, so I just try to really get the, their story. I ask them questions and then I let them build on that and ask me questions. And then I either connect them with the realtor or I connect with the realtor that they're already working with because the, the relationship of the three of us is so big because there's so much communication that needs yeah. to happen. Um, so I would definitely say talking to a lender first and then connecting with a realtor is going to make a big difference for their journey because they're already going to have an idea of like, nope, this is what I want monthly. Caitlin said, this is what I need to do to stay monthly. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is what we're doing. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, when I was buying my first property, my dad said, whatever they approve you for, cut it in half. Yeah. <laughs> and then spend a little less if you can. Yeah. Right? So that you can still live life. You're not mm -hmm. just putting all your money into the house because then right. you start to resent it mm -hmm. and you don't actually take as good care of it. Right. Right. Um, when it becomes right. a burden and a, a chore, it's exactly that a burden and a chore. Right. So, I mean, what I'm hearing is between good and great mortgages and process, you include empathy. Mm -hmm. And then, first time buyers or even second, third time buyers, you provide advocacy for them. So, that's completely entirely valid and, and, and <laughs> welcome, I'm sure. Um, you know, it's, not a concierge service, but it is, you're very vulnerable as a buyer and yeah. you're at the mercy of all these people that can say no at any point in time. And you're just mm -hmm. like, what do I do? You know, what's right. next? Yeah, absolutely. What was one of your like biggest, um, I don't know if like fears or concerns was when you were purchasing your first house, like uh, what yeah. were you nervous about? So because I was a consultant, my income varied greatly mm -hmm. month to month quarter to quarter and year to year. Yeah. And that was a little bit nerve wracking because although I had like, you know, money saved up, they're like, well, what if you lose your job? You know, what if your clients don't hire you again? And I yeah. said, well, first of all, hopefully not. Right. <laughs> Let's not put that out there. Yeah. Let's take that back. <laughs> um, but it was, they had to go back like an extra year to see that it was, you know, within a certain range of stability for them. Mm -hmm. And again, whatever I was approved for, I purchased less than half, right. um, which I'm, you know, happy with. I'm, I'm not, I'm not upset about that at all, especially because I bought it before the market was at a bubble. Um, but it was just you know, completely nerve wracking. I was waiting for them to say no, 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 any, any time. And of course I was traveling. I was over in Europe for like the month that they're asking for all these oh, papers. And yep. then, yep, <laughs> logging into American bank accounts over there. They always flagged it as 
you know, fraudulent or potential right. hack. So then that right. was additional phone calls with the time zones. Yeah. Um, but I think it was from start to finish from like offer to keys was seven weeks. Okay. Which I was traveling five. Um, so it was of course like chaos. Yes. Um, couldn't tell you the names of the people that helped me <laughs> throughout okay. any of it. I had a large family presence, you know, helping with yeah. it, but, um, it, it's not something I want to do again, but I think obviously knowing you and several other people in the industry, I think the next time it would be much smoother. Right. Um, and I know it, being where I am now, um, you know, the market is great as a seller if I ever went down that path. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, knowing that I own a house, Caitlin, a lot of people listening also own homes. Why should they consider refinancing? So right now rates are really low and you know, if you can save some money monthly, that's awesome. And if you, that's going to then save you money yearly. Um, I just actually refinanced some, somebody down from a 30 to a 20 year. So with the rates being so low, I think they're paying like a hundred dollars more a month, but they have shortened the amortization so much that if you're going to, this is their forever home, um, that if you look at the length of it, it makes sense of what you're going to save. Um, so it, it's something you have to look at your, your investing in, you know, this is your home and, you know, or maybe even if you have a home and you're like, this isn't my forever home. I just bought it last year. You know, we have shorter amortizations like, um, arm products, adjustable rate mortgages where, okay, you bought your first time, you know, your first home and you like, you know, this is your first um, home, you know, you want to upgrade you're already feeling that you need to. So you're like, I'm only going to be in it for like another like seven years. Okay. So why don't we take a look and see if for those seven years, we could save you some money. Right. And then even if you end up holding onto the house and renting it out, then, you know, you, you save that money um, or then you go ahead and you sell it, but all the money that you've saved and the proceeds from the sale, right. um, you know, and of course it has to make sense. Like I would never try to push somebody to refinance for it to save $90 a month. Like it has to make sense for the borrower. Yeah. Um, literally by law and just for my own like yeah. self-conscious. I, yeah. um, I reached out to my sister and I said, Hey, send me your mortgage statement. The rates have just gone back down, did some quick numbers. And I was like, Nope, sorry. Like you're not saving enough monthly. And she was like, okay, like, thanks for looking. Yeah. Um, so it has to make sense, but um, it can't hurt to have a conversation to see what the rates are at. Um, you know, with market, the values have gone up. So the comparables in your area. So you could have a lot more equity in the house than you think, or also your home now. And you're like, yeah, this is my house. This is my forever home. I, you know, kind of wish I could like retile my bathroom, take a cash out refinance, you yeah. know, and that the rates are low. So, you know, there's a lot of different things or, uh, you know, I kind of racked up a little bit of credit card debt. Over the pandemic, I, you know, was out of work for a few months. I'm back working now. I really just want to get this debt paid off, consolidate some debt. There's a lot of different reasons for uh, people to refinance. Um, and it also really depends on what their situation is. Cool. Caitlin, I've seen a lot of your posts on LinkedIn, and I also see you engaging quite a bit, whether it's liking or commenting. So what prompted you to be so vocal on LinkedIn because mortgages are kind of boring. Financial products are, are usually not sexy. Um, so You're not wrong. <laughs> why are you even bothering? 
So to be perfectly honest with you, um, about a year ago, my husband said, oh, you know, our buddy Dave bought a house in town. And I was like, that's awesome. Great. Why didn't he use me for his mortgage? And my husband was like, does he know what you do for a living? And we're, I'm not like, he's like my friend, he's my husband's friend. Um, you know, I see him on like the rugby sidelines and everything. So have I ever had a conversation with, oh, what do you do for a living with him? No. And I was like, oh, I bet he doesn't know what I do for a living because how would he? So then I started thinking, how do I get people to know what I do for a living? Uh, why don't I put it out there on the internet? Just like everybody else puts everything on the internet. So I decided to really step up my internet game, my social media game, really letting people know what I do and how I can help. Um, I actually started doing Mortgage Vocabulary Monday where I would just put together a cute little graphic and just put some definitions out there. So people, when they were going through the process or even if they were just doing their own research on the process or when we started to have a conversation because they were interested in purchasing or refinancing, they would already kind of know some of the, the verbiage. Right. Um, so just really, I wanted to let people know one, who I am, what I do for a living and how I can help. Um, and that is something that I started to do, uh, you know, when I had closings, um, you know, I had like a few of my best friends that I helped. So of course, like I'm uber excited for them, like yeah. just on a personal level, um, but just putting it out there. And I actually had people respond um, so as I had mentioned, uh, rugby, I'm actually part of the Morris County Women's Rugby Club. And um, of course, you know, you're friends with all these people on LinkedIn and social media. And, and again, you see them on the rugby sidelines, but you know, what you do for a living doesn't always come up. And then I actually had uh, multiple people shoot me a text or a Facebook message or a LinkedIn message and say, hey, Shala, like, didn't know this is what you were doing, would love to chat. And I'm like, oh my God, the power of social media is real. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't big on posting prior to, and I was like, okay, this is important. And, you know, and I can share information with people. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of people didn't know that rates have dropped down again recently because they were so, so low. And then they went up a little bit and now they're back down. So there's still opportunity for people to refinance and save money. And I'm able to share that information with them, give them the knowledge, give them, you know, the empowerment of, like doing something to help their lives. So yeah, that's great. And I think, um, actually, I know, even though you don't get hundreds of likes on your posts, you still get hundreds of views, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't know if it's the right time for that person, because they right. want to finance or buy, or mm -hmm. they know a guy who knows a guy that needs to do it. Yeah. So I mean, what you're doing is exactly the right activity for your your industry, right? It's right. just kind of passive knowledge, you're saying, how can I help, you know, mm -hmm. reaching out, reach out to me if you need right. my help or just want to chat. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody loves somebody that wants to help. Mm -hmm. And I think you're doing it genuinely. You're not super salesy from what I've seen on, on your posts. So I, well, thank I commend you. you on <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, um, I, I just want people to know that this is who I am and how I can help. And I can't always help somebody like I'm not going to be able to refinance everybody or somebody is going to go a different path and that's fine. Um, it's just a matter of really like having a conversation with people. And it actually helps me as well because the industry is ever changing. So the more I talk about it, the more I can learn and the more people ask me questions and I don't know everything. I do have to say, honestly, I don't know that I'm going to look up guidelines and follow back up with you. So I like it when people ask me questions, whether they're going to purchase or refinance or 
or not with me, but just them asking me that is just helping me grow. I actually had somebody from high school reach out to me on Facebook who I haven't probably spoken to since high school. And he was like, hey, nice to like see you on Facebook or whatever he said. And he was like, I have a mortgage question. And I was like, great, what's up? He's like, well, I'm closing on my house tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, wonderful. And then he asked the question about one of the documents. And I was like, no, nope, that's normal. That's great. You know, like he was just concerned. And he decided to reach out to me to ask. And I was like, that's really awesome that he, one, felt comfortable enough and two, um, you know, had enough trusted me to like ask that question. So yeah. I really like talking about it because that's how I'm going to get to learn and grow in my industry. Absolutely. Um, I know I've asked you questions outside of this conversation where you're like, I don't know the answer, but I'll get back to you on that. And yeah. I think the willingness to learn and, and even become a thought leader, which is mm-hmm. kind of too much of a buzzword this past year, um, you know, you're that resource, you, you got nothing out of your high school peer asking you that question, right. but he, he got so much value, right? Yeah. You know, um, you're on his good list. Yeah. So he Yes. And, and it makes me feel, you know, I don't know if this is silly to say or not, but like, it makes me feel good that like, yeah. yep, I know the answer. I can help people. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a good feeling if nothing else. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Caitlin, the, the next thing I want to mention before the, the closing segment is guaranteed rate. Um, I, before last year had no idea what that was <laughs> or why it mattered or why I cared but I had seen it everywhere on sporting event games, ads, the banners yeah. down below, the little <laughs> sideline banners on, on stadiums. Um, and I think one time a couple of weeks ago, we were out um, at, a, at an event and then you started talking and guaranteed rate came on the TV behind you. And it was yes. just perfect product <laughs> place. Of course, it's also on HGTV and any like yes. home network. Um, so I just want to say <laughs> your ads are doing phenomenally well um it's perfectly placed and you're you're all over so clearly the company is countrywide nationwide and it's it's paying off yeah no it's i think it's really cool to see um you know we had super bowl ads where we have the white Sox stadium you know we sponsor a car in nascar we actually sponsor major league rugby and we actually sponsor my rugby club in morris county women's club so i really can't get away from guaranteed rate um but i like it it's a great company um we also have the guaranteed rate foundation that i really like um we it basically helps families in needs in the communities so if you are in sales in the company you can actually take like x amount of dollars out of your paycheck every month and just send it directly to the foundation. And so I try to do that. Um, you know, it's, it's not like a huge amount that I do, but every paycheck, I make sure that something comes out of my paycheck and goes into that foundation. I actually, at one point, was um, helped by that foundation. So it's kind of like near and dear to my heart. And, you know, a few bucks out of your paycheck that you don't even like, maybe not even notice is going to make a big difference for somebody else. Um, So I really like the fact that, yeah, Guaranteed Rate does all this for the the sports and the sponsorship. It's really great, but it also does have a component to it where we actually like do care about the communities and the families. Um, So I don't know. I I like that. Yeah, it's important to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Caitlin, what's your mission? What drives you? So what drives me? Um, I honestly didn't really 
I don't know if this sounds bad or not, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't know that I like had a drive until I actually started like my big girl job here at Guaranteed Rate. So it was eight years ago and I was actually working at the American Cancer Society. I wanted to save the world. Um, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to really impact certain things. And the company eliminated my position. I was like, I have bills to pay. So I started working at Guaranteed Rate. My friend uh, got me an interview. I literally on the interview was like, hey, I don't know what a mortgage is. Um, and they were like, okay, well, let's fix that. So yeah. now I, eight years later, have been promoted one, three times within the company. And I, um, I really just kept learning things. And I kept getting more responsibility. And one thing that my mom always tried to, well, my parents um, always tried to instill in me, like, if you're going to do something, take the time to learn how to do it, to do it right. Because when you think about it, like, that's your name. And you need to be proud of that. And you need to, you know, know, like, oh, Caitlin is working on this. It'll be, it'll be great. She'll get it done. If she doesn't know how, she'll figure it out. Um, and really, like, the mortgage industry is tough because things change often. So I was always trying, I always had questions. I always needed to know. And every file is so different mm -hmm. that it's not like, this is what you do. It's like, okay, this is something new. I don't know how to do it. So I had to learn. I had just kept having to learn. And then I kind of just like, liked the idea of, I got promoted. That meant something really not good to me, you know? And my one boss was really tough on me, but in a good way, because I wouldn't still be here right now. I wouldn't have gotten licensed. I wouldn't have learned everything that I've learned. And I wouldn't still have that drive to be like, I don't know the answer to that. Let me find out and then go and do my research. Um, so really just, it's, it's my name out there. And I want people to see and hear Caitlin Shala and know that I'm genuine, that I care. And I'm gonna try really, really hard for you to do what I can, um, you know, just really kind of taking what my mom instilled in me from when I was younger and um, just making it happen. That just harkens back to the empathy and advocacy I called you out on earlier. <laughs> Good job, mom and dad. Yeah, they they were really, really sweet. I, um, I learned a lot from them. Treat others how you want to be treated. Um, and that's, I know everybody says that, but I like to really think about that in like my personal life, but then even at work, like if I have a question, I want somebody to help me. So whenever somebody comes to me, I'm like, Hey, I don't know the answer. Let's go to the internet and figure it out. Or, Hey, I don't know the answer, but I know this person will. So let's go to them and find out. Um, just making sure that I'm taking the time, not only for my clients, but also my team members. Um, I've been on my team for eight years. It's the longest that anybody has been on the team. So I, you know, people come to me for a lot of things and I'm like, well, this is a lot of pressure, but we got it. Let's do it. Like, this is, this is why I get kind of like amped up at work. I'm like, you're coming to me for help. We're going to do it. We're going to fix it. We're going to figure it out. And it's, it sounds so stupid, but like, if there's a problem and somebody comes to me and I'm able to fix it, I like, love it. I'm like, oh, that made my day. <laughs> Everyone likes to feel useful, right? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you, Caitlin. I appreciate your time and all the yeah. insight that you're, you provided on mortgages, house buying, and, and obviously rugby. Um, <laughs> to our audience out there, I will have all of Caitlin's information in the show notes down below. Feel free to reach out to her directly. 
Uh, again, thank you, Caitlin. Have a great weekend. No, thank you, Monica. This was awesome. I appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend.